0: Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer.
1: And I'm Jake Sherman.
0: And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Friday, TGIF, May 19th, 2023. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, where the debt limit negotiations stand. Number two, a renewed effort to ban stock trading from members of Congress. And number three, Biden's nominations problems. All right, Jake, let's get into it. Of course, all eyes are on the debt limit negotiations as time quickly winds down we had some more optimism on capitol hill yesterday the speaker kevin mccarthy saying he sees a pathway forward for a deal but still very very little in terms of actual details
1: yeah so mccarthy we caught up with him yesterday he said um that negotiations are going well they're making progress he said he wants a bill on the floor next week um that is his goal uh that is a lofty goal. Uh, Always good be- to
0: have goals, Jake. I like to goal set, really plan ahead. You know, manifest. I often say,
1: my my goal is to spend this weekend in the south of France. Instead, I'm going to be in Washington. So, like, that's my goal. Um, here's the thing: they they if they want this bill on the floor next week, they need to have a deal by Sunday or Monday because they need to get seventy. They need to give uh, uh, seventy two hours to have this thing on the floor. They're not going to have text. Uh, by Sunday I, that doesn't seem like it's possible according to the people I talk to uh, but he is optimistic he said that he has the greatest respect for Steve Rochetti and and um Shalanda young and um so that's good uh and he says they finally have a, a framework in place to get this done you know and another interesting thing he said Anna is and and I I've heard this from other House Republican leadership folks is that if biden negotiated this is their view i don't know what you know we'll see he said if biden negotiated earlier before republicans passed a bill republicans would have been screwed because then they wouldn't have had anything any position to hold against biden and um uh he thinks it would have turned out better for democrats um interesting thought there um but just inside the negotiations, quickly, um, the administration is pushing for a debt limit that goes into twenty twenty five. That's what we've been told. Um, and uh, the when you rem- th- when you think about it, the Limit Save Grow Act only went into March of twenty twenty four, cut five trillion in spending, hiking the debt ceiling by one point five trillion. Um, this would be a Oh, goodness gracious, a $3, 4000000000000 trillion debt limit increase into 2025. Uh, color me skeptical, Anna, that they will get a debt limit into 2025. Just color me very skeptical. And, and uh, I think we will be back here at the negotiating table on the debt limit sometime in 2024. What say you?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think I agree. Big lift. Um, obviously, you can see the political reasoning for why you want, why they are trying to push for this 2025, get through the entire election, um, you know, and, and then try to deal with it again. I think the other thing that's I find fascinating, we were reporting a bunch on this yesterday, um, is just the dynamics within the Republican conference as much as we see a confident McCarthy in kind of coming out of this week. Um, you know, at the same time, he's going to have to deal with the real specifics of the limited majority that he holds. And the fact that the freedom caucus has come out with a letter that doesn't make a a ton of sense in terms of, you know, if, if they really want to, to, to ever support something saying, you know, that the Senate should just take up their bill and pass it. I mean, that's not dealing with reality, right? Um, I, I, and so, I, you know, I, I think that's where things are going to get, it, it, you know, they need to project some kind of confidence because they need to have some kind of momentum. But it does feel like, you know, how they get there and the numbers for McCarthy get really, really hard to see the pathway forward. Um, it, it's going to be much more difficult, I think, than just, yeah, we've kind of come together on these on these big contours.
1: Yeah, uh, to completely agree, the Freedom Caucus statement was was goofy. Um, and it shows how far they've strayed from their original mission, which is just to be, you know, fidelity to the house rules. But we've known that they've been, uh, off that path for a while. Um, you're right. The vote count is going to be hard. They're going to need a lot of Democrats. It's going to be real messy. Um, uh, it's going to look very grim and then it's going to look better Then it's going to look grim again. And it'll probably pass. Uh, you know, Anna, we got a question during our brown bag lunch yesterday, um, as to whether the the debt limit will fail before it passes. And I thought that was a really interesting question. Um, uh, I don't think it will, but it shows uh, that people are really thinking through the volatility here and how and how crazy it could get. Absolutely,
0: yes. If you're a premium member, you can always join us for those brown bag lunches. Uh, we encourage you to sign up for that to get all three newsletters every single day at punchbowl.news. Let's move on to the number two story of the morning. A bipartisan group of senators is teaming up to make another run at banning lawmakers from owning and trading individual stocks while in office, uh, an interesting crew of lawmakers that you don't uh, see very often coming together uh, in the Senate. You have Senators Elizabeth Warren, Democrat from Massachusetts, Josh Josh Hawley, Republican from Missouri, Raphael Warnock, Democrat from Georgia, and Lindsey Graham, Republican from South Carolina, trying to piece together a coalition of senators based largely on Warren's proposal last year with Senator Steve Daines, the Republican from Montana.
1: Yeah, this is something that, to be honest with you, most people understand needs to be dealt with because there are now, you know, Twitter accounts and and websites devoted to stock trading by members of Congress and how exquisitely timed some of these trades might seem. Um, you know, a lot of people to be fair, have, uh, professional people managing their, their, um, uh, stock, you know, their portfolios, but, um, I've always said I think the best way to think of this is members of Congress come across sensitive non-public information almost by accident like not I'm not saying it's accidental they they come across it in the course of their job, but they know so much more than the average person and they might not even know that they know more than the average person but they do and it's just it's it's crazy and to think that people could could and by the way, there are people who are just trading all the time we get you you, you could look at the reports. So, um, this, this, I don't know if this will have legs. McCarthy is, has told me in the past he's for this. I haven't checked up with him on this recently. Um, but, um, he said he's for the concept. He wanted people to look into it. We should look into that next week, which I guess I probably will now that I say that. Um, We're having a and, story
0: meeting as part of the podcast today, yeah, which yeah. is assigning ourselves issues.
1: I'll put this on one of my cards and stuff it in my pocket. So yeah, I think this is a, this is fascinating and you're right, uh, odd bedfellows. And when there are odd bedfellows, it oftentimes means that it transcends traditional party lines and that's probably, uh, you know, that's probably a good sign for its prospects.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think this is an issue, right? We have talked about you and I have covered for a really long time. It is in such a different uh, place than it was even uh, just a couple years ago, right? Where you had some real evangelists on this issue, but it didn't it wasn't kind of in the mainstream, uh, you know, support. And this is really, I think, shifted, right? Even from the the former speaker Nancy Pelosi who used to be really opposed to this kinds of uh, legislation. Now has in the past in the past you know year or so supported it. Um, so going to be interesting to see if they can create a, a, you know, a big enough coalition one. And then if they can convince the leadership to allow the time on the floor that would be needed to pass something like this. Let's move on to the number three story of the morning. Biden's nomination troubles. It's been a very tough stretch for some of President Joe Biden's high profile nominees for both the executive branch positions and the federal bench. Just this year, we've seen disunity among Senate Democrats and United GOP opposition resulting in Gigi Sohn withdrawing from consideration for the FCC. And of course, Phil Washington, he bowed out before the Commerce Committee could even consider his nomination to become FAA administrator. And on Thursday, it was Michael Delaney, Biden's pick for the First Circuit Court of Appeals. He withdrew from consideration after failing
1: to win support to advance
0: out of the Judiciary Committee Tough times for the Biden administration.
1: Yeah, listen, to be fair, they've gotten a ton of judges through this in the last, whatever it's been, what, three years or so, um, two years. Um, so, uh, you know, they, they deserve credit for that. Uh, a better pace than Trump, to be honest with you, I believe. But the um, th- this has been a, a rough stretch. And Andrew's right about that. Uh, Gigi Sohn, Phil Washington, Michael Delaney um you never want to sue
0: biden's pick for labor secretary is still hanging out there
1: yeah and 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 that's going to be a problem and that's something that we're going to be we've been watching very carefully uh that julie sue the labor secretary nominee might not get through uh, i could see i could see that going sideways we'll have to see how that how that turns out in the next couple of weeks but yeah uh rough rowing for the for the nominees in the biden administration
0: all right, we've got a ton of other stories in our newsletter this morning. If you don't already sign, aren't already signed up for the free morning AM newsletter from Punchbowl News, you can do that at punchbowl.news. If you like The Daily Punch, share it with your friends on social media. It's the best way for folks to find out about us. Have a great weekend. Stay safe. We'll be back on Monday. Thanks so much.